Welcome to episode 19 of the Paul Ald pod. How's it? How's it going? Let's take a sip. Mm, not bad, not bad. Okay, uh, this week's beer is Raspberry Blonde by Four Noses, which is a local, I believe it's a local brewery in Denver, or in Colorado in general. Yep, it's made in Broomfield. <coughs> I've had one other Four Noses that was really good. It was a pineapple coconut IPA or something like that. It was really good. Um, this one's pretty good. I would. I was hoping for the raspberry taste to be a little bit more pronounced, but it's it's kind of weak. But it's still a good beer. How's everybody doing? We are halfway through August, and uh, how is everybody managing their month? Uh, my month is going pretty darn well. I love the new house, the new apartment. Uh, I'm starting to like it more and more. I finally unpacked everything. <laughs> <laughs> I still had a, like a box or two that was not fully unpacked as of like two days ago. Sad. But I finally got everything unpacked. Um, and it's like there aren't boxes around anymore. It's just like a house now. It's fully, you know, decked out. I've finished putting all the paintings and pieces of art up. Um, and I, I love how everything is looking. And I'm going to try to keep it clean. And just working on it every day. But overall, I fucking love it. <clears throat> neighborhood is... It's starting to be a little bit clear that this neighborhood is like a little bit weird, you know? Like, the alley is kind of a little bit dodgy. But, uh, you know... I think this is technically the inner city. So, it's not too surprising, you know, with the homeless and crazy people. <clears throat> there was one really loud conversation going on in the alley for like an hour and a half. Um, I, they were just arguing about like, no, you should leave. No, you should leave. <laughs> like, luckily it was happening mostly before like 10 p.m. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm not able to sleep. Also, it was happening in the alley and my bedroom is in the front of the house. So I could barely even hear them squawking. Uh, yeah. So the neighboring area is a little bit weird. Colfax is a little bit shifty, you know. Um, I just realized too that it's like, like right next to a, um, like some kind of job building, like where you get temp, temp work or something like that. So there are usually like people around there. But uh, I mean, overall, no one's like really <laughs> jumped at me or anything. Like no one's been really rude. I mean, people don't really even say anything to me as I walk by them. So the homeless here are pretty chill. I mean, I've only run into a few really weird and shitty places, uh, uh, people, I should say. Uh, and like downtown, like downtown, Lowdale, that could be bad. Anyway, enough about that. I fucking love the apartment, man. I love, I'm in a house, but the one thing about being in a house that kind of sucks that I forgot about is, uh, apparently squirrels. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it hasn't happened today, but, uh, the last couple days, um, uh, I've been hearing squirrels in the walls, which means they're running around like, 
the attic and the cubby holes and crap. Um, so that's not good. And uh, my landlord doesn't really want to do anything about it. And they're like, use a mousetrap and some peanut butter. So <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm thinking about, uh, I need to do some research on like, um, like humane squirrel traps. And if I can't find anything that works well, then I'll just uh, probably just get a BB gun like I did at, um, you know, the, the, the grandma house on Newhall. Because we had that problem. But then that problem was fixed as soon as we got a new roof. The problem was they were getting in through the roof because there were just holes in the roof because it was old as fuck. Um, kind of concerning that the people, the landlord here isn't making it obvious that it's like, oh yeah, we need to fix the roof or something, you know? Um, wonder if it's just like they're just going to cut costs and not do it. That's fucked up. If so, I, that's just an assumption. I don't really know. Anyway, um, there'd be squirrels in here and I even went into the cubby hole in the living room, which is like a huge cubby hole that kind of looks like an attic but it's not really an attic but it's like this one part of the uh the overhang of the house you're just under that i actually walked all the way into it because you can walk really far into it um and i actually saw one and i was like i swatted it with a dagger i almost i might have stabbed it i'm not sure um but that didn't do anything <laughs> but today i haven't heard anything and usually it's always some kind of sound at like 6 30 so nothing in the evening either so I don't know what's going on. Maybe they left. Probably not. I hope they did. Then I don't have to do any traps and shit. But yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to have to take care of that. But that's kind of... I'm okay with that. Because it's like... Then it's less of an apartment. More like, oh, I'm working on the house. Which I've mentioned in a previous podcast. That I kind of wish I kind of had a house to work on. Although this isn't the, the thing I'd like to work on the most. <laughs> uh... Oh, and I also want to clean the front hall, the shared hall, because it's, like, really bad. And the, the stairs up to my apartment are really fucking dirty um, because of the movers, and I still haven't vacuumed that shit, and I want to do that. And I also like to work on the backyard and stuff. So as I have time, I'll try to do that stuff. Anyway, long tangent. Let's start with squirrels. Let's go over the weekend. I hiked Mount Evans. Uh, Mount Evans is a 14er. It's 14,100 and something feet. Um, <clears throat> and it was tough. This is my third 14er. And uh, I, I was actually expecting it to be a lot easier because it's literally number one on the easiest 14ers. Uh, there's this page for like the easiest 14ers in Colorado or something. And so it's literally number one. So it's Summit Lake specifically. So you drive up to Summit Lake, which is like at 10,000 feet, I think. And then you have to climb like 2,000. Or maybe it starts at 12,000? I don't remember exactly. I think it starts at 10,000. So I don't know how that's a 2,000 elevation climb. But that's what All Trail said. Anyway, you start at Summit Lake and uh, I... the. Basically, like, the walk up there, at first it was really hard. Like, it, it's weird. It started, like, you're climbing, like, hand over hand for huge chunks of rocks, which usually only happens at the very end of a 14er, like, at the very top. But this time, it actually started like that. And I'm not even sure if we took the right path. But it just started really, really brutal, and then it quickly became easy. 
and then it became brutal at the end again, which it always does. Um, it was difficult, and I'm definitely out of shape, but I, I did that shit. <laughs> I summoned it. So that you can actually, you get to the, like, the top with, like, the parking lot, but then there's another, like, five to ten minute walk up, um, which is actually just a trail. It's not really, like, a climbing hand over hand again. <clears throat> so it's actually the only 14er in the actual, in the state, maybe the country, where you can actually drive up to the summit. You can drive all the way up to the summit. So tons of people drive up because, you know, maybe they don't want to do the exercise thing. I don't know. And uh, they just want to see the summit without having to do any physical work, I guess. Uh, which is okay, that's fine. But I mean, yeah, that's not for me. Um, so there were a ton of cars, but basically I went all the way to the top. Um, obviously busy as all 14ers are, you know, 50 people up there. But there's plenty of room. That's the thing about 14ers. It's like, there's plenty of room to, to walk around. But it's really fucking weird to do a 14er again. Like, it's just weird to be all the way at the top and just be like, we're almost as high as the clouds. Like, we can see, we're like way above every other, almost every other mountain, or at least it looks like that. You can see like mountain peaks for like miles and miles and miles. It's just weird to be up there. Like, humans in high places. <laughs> humans where they're not supposed to be. It's just like, you, you take a solid moment and you're just like, what the fuck am I doing up here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to be up here. Uh, so I got up to the top, <clears throat> ate an apple. I was really hungry. Uh, cracked up in a beer. That's always a good part, even though sometimes when I finish a 14er, I'm like not feeling that good. <laughs> the first time I finished a 14er, I started drinking a beer. Funnily enough, it was the, the beer I was just talking about. The golden, the pineapple coconut IPA from Four Noses, that same brewery. Um, <clears throat> I was drinking it, and I drank like half of it, and then I actually got really sick to my stomach <laughs> on my first 14er. And so I ended up like dumping the rest of it. But lately I've been able to, the second and third 14ers, I was able to stomach a whole beer, a whole can. It tasted pretty good. Um, but at the same time, it just takes... It just takes time to drink. You can't, like, gun it because you're just not. The elevation kind of fucks you up. Um, I wasn't too drunk or anything, though. Like, I wasn't, like, stumbling <laughs> when it going down. So, uh, yeah, I just took some pictures, looked around, <clears throat> just relaxed a bit. Um, lots of weird insects at the top, which you wouldn't expect because it's, like, 45 degrees. But, um, you know, lots of stuff that you might not have seen before. Um, <clears throat> we didn't see, uh, we didn't, I, I was by myself. I didn't see any mountain goats going up. I only saw some driving up to Summit Lake. It was actually funny. I was driving up and there were like six, seven, eight mountain goats like crossing the road. And so all the cars were like, had to wait for them to finish crossing. It was kind of cool. Um... But yeah, other than that, I didn't see any mountain goats, really. Um, there are those, like, little, like, kind of, like, chipmunk things that come out of the rocks. They're really cute. And then they, like, they whine. And they, like, make some kind of call or something. They're they're pretty cute. Anyway, I finally start going down. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> going down a 14 are just not that fun sometimes. 
So I start going down and I take what I think is the way back. Like I try to retrace my steps and I think I'm, I think I'm taking the right, you know, trail for like a bit, but then I start like seeing stuff that I didn't see before. And so I'm not seeing the same familiar sights and also I'm not even seeing like many people coming down with me. Um, so I'm like, this is weird. So I just keep going. And uh, after a while, somebody passes me and they're like, hey, where are you, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm coming from Summit Lake. And they're like, eh, why are you going this way? <laughs> this isn't the way back to Summit Lake. This is the way to Guanella Pass. <laughs> if you want to do another 14er. <laughs> uh, so I was going the wrong way. And it's so weird that I was because it's like, it felt like it was the right way. Like I was still on, you know, the right, that right side of the mountain. Like, I don't know how it could have been wrong, but it was wrong. Um, so I had to turn back, and it was like another 20-minute climb to get back to the top, which isn't a lot of time, but again, the very last part of the 14er is just like a lot of tough climbing. You're just like grabbing onto like huge chunks of rocks and just trying to push yourself up, and it's just like, it's not walkable. It's really more like mountain climbing than mountain hiking. Um... Some of those rocks are really sharp, too. I got, like, nicked on my hands. I got shit ton. And so I made it all the way back. Summoned it twice, kind of. I didn't get all, go all the way to the top. Got back to the parking lot. And then at that point, I was like, I'm scared that if I try to find the trail again, I'll go down the wrong way and I'll head towards a different 14 or So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the safe way down. I'm gonna, so I took the paved road down that the cars were driving down. Because, I mean, that definitely leads to Summit Lake. Because from Summit Lake, you can drive up. Um, so I knew I was going the right way, but it just sucked. It just sucked because it was like, uh, you had to move over for cars every time one came. And then you would see other hikers doing the same thing, but they were, like, taking shortcuts. Because, like, you could go down from one piece of the road to the next piece, and then you'd skip that whole part of the road. But the problem with that was my fucking feet were already, like, calloused and, like, Oh, like there had sores all over them, so it was just like really, really painful going down. It was awful. Um, I I don't know. My feet really took a fucking beating, dude. Um, uh, so I, <sighs> at much suffering later, I finished walking and I limped to the fucking car. And when I see the car, I start crying because. <laughs> my car i can go home. <laughs> uh it's like that moment at the end of the, the return of the king where they're like it's done it's finally done <laughs> so i get to the car hobbling and just like oh i'm just like panting and just like it's just oh it's tough it was brutal a lot of 14 the other 14s i did weren't like this they were not like this at all like my feet weren't like super callous and like hurt they were like kind of like you know sore but like not like this never like this um so i start driving you know down the road and the worst thing happens like i basically my legs had turned into like jelly somehow um they just weren't working well and so whenever i would try to switch from sitting to standing it would just like hurt a lot like 
like my thighs, if they bent in like a little bit the wrong way, it just hurts so much. And like, wow, that's a lot of rushing air outside. Oh no, that's the AC. <laughs> Hold on, guys, I gotta, I gotta stop that so it doesn't fuck up the voiceover. So, um, basically, my my legs just are sore. They're all fucked up. And so I start driving, and after a while, like, like I just get, like, what's the word? Not like a Charlie horse, but, like, like I don't know what, how, what to call it. But basically, like, they're, in this, they're stuck in this position because they're on the, in the gas and whatnot. And they just get so, like, fucked up. Like, kind of like a Charlie horse. What is that word? I don't know. But basically, it just starts hurting just to be driving. And so I actually have to pull over and, like, I get out of the car and stand. And even after standing, it still hurts. Like, I'm just, like, suffering. <laughs> I've been saying to myself, I am suffering. I am suffering. Because the drive down, just to get back to the highway, is like a 30-minute drive. And, like, I was imagining having to drive the whole thing in that kind of pain. And I was like, no, this sucks. This is the worst part of the whole fucking thing. This is worse than having to walk down. Like, seriously, it sucked. It was painful and just, like, scary. Uh, but actually, after I got back on the road, it actually went away, um, thankfully, somehow. I got back in the car, and after, like, a minute, the pain starts subsiding. So um, the drive down is actually kind of scary. Because uh, depending on what um, side of the road you're in and depending on what part of the um, the road you're on, like what segment of it is, like what, like, you know, um, <clears throat> what segment of that trail or road or whatever, you can be like, like if you take a, if you don't turn or you're going too fast or something, there's no railing. So like. If, if you just, like, lose control of the car for whatever reason and you veer off, you're just dead. <laughs> like, you just fall. Like, really fall. Like, it's really steep. Like, you, you're just done. <laughs> because, remember, <laughs> you can drive all the way to the summit. That's 14,100 feet up in the air. And the trail down has no railings. So... It's just a, like a slant, like a straight drop. So you really have to watch it and go really slow. And so it was kind of scary. Uh, but I made it all the way down. And uh, I got home. And uh, it was so hard to walk. It was painful to walk. Like, it was it just sucked. I got into the shower. Oh, my God. My shower is awful because it's like the, the texture of the floor, like, has all these grooves. And so, like... With callous feet, it just, like, hurts so much just to walk around. Um, and so I had to cancel my plans because I was supposed to go um, to a bar with a friend. And, but that was, like, it was supposed to, I was supposed to meet him there, like, two hours after I had arrived at home. And I hadn't even eaten, and I was starving. And so I was like, I don't think this can happen because <laughs> we were planning on walking around after we had gone to that bar, you know, like walking to the next bar. And I was like, no, my, I can't walk. I can't really walk. <laughs> so I had to cancel my plans, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, oh, that was such a good night, though, because after that I went to, I grabbed some food from Bella Italia, which is my favorite Italian restaurant in Denver, um, because they just give you, like, 
no nonsense, like really, really good um, homemade cook, Italian cooking. Um, and because I'm still on vegetarian diet, I got uh, the cheesy bread there. The cheesy garlic bread there is so fucking good. I got it with some marinara and some ranch, and it's so good. And then I got uh, the uh, fettuccine Alfredo, which is amazing. Um, their food is just outstanding. Like, it never fails to disappoint. Uh, sorry, <laughs> never fails. It never disappoints. Um, yeah, so I, I handled that really smart because I like, I was like, hey, can I pay for this up front? <laughs> and I asked for the box because well, it was funny because I, I started eating. I was, I was so hungry because I had only eaten an apple that whole day and a beer. Uh, and so I started eating the cheesy bread and I actually couldn't eat that much. Like I was hungry, but like my stomach just wouldn't take it. Like 14 years fuck you up, man. 14 years fuck you up. Um, and then I got the fettuccine Alfredo and then I just wolfed half of it down. And then I took the leftovers home and I nibbled on it throughout the night and I went to bed like super early, like as soon as I got back. Um, and so, yeah, that was my day. It was a hell of a day, and I, I would not have uh, not done it if I could go back. I would have done it. <laughs> Although that one was hard, man. I might look for an easier fourteen than that one, uh, if there are any. <laughs> I felt like that was the hardest of the three that I've done so far. And Quandary is pretty hard compared to Bierstadt. Bierstadt or Bierstadt is like easy, like. Bierstadt was just like normal hiking trail up to the very end, and then you have to, you know, do some mountain climbing. And then the walk down was really smooth. Quandary was tough, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Mount Evans. I don't know. <laughs> I think if I found the the path down where I knew it, I think I might have been better off. Um, I don't know. Anyway, fourteens are awesome. Uh, I'm going to take this weekend off because I don't think I should do back-to-back -back weekends. I could, maybe, but I just think that's kind of unwise. So next weekend after this one, I'm probably going to do a different one. I don't know which one I'm going to do this one. This time, I'm just going to try to find another easy one that's kind of close to Denver. So Anyway, uh, moving past 14ers, let's talk about food, and I'm going to name this segment The Eating Corner. <laughs> Similar to Gaming Corner, <laughs> welcome to Eating Corner. Uh, so I want to talk about the potatoes and cheese. They did not turn out as good as I thought they would. So I baked them. I don't think I baked them completely. Like, I don't think they were fully cooked. And I can never bake potatoes correctly because I either don't bake them long enough or I bake them too much. Um, I didn't bake them enough and I didn't end up pan frying them because it... I was busy with the pan making something else, so I just didn't bother. But I basically, you know, baked them, then melted some cheddar on them, and dipped in sour cream. It just wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Uh, I don't think they worked too well with the cheddar cheese for some reason. Uh, it just it wasn't a great combination. It just really wasn't. Because I had something else. So I made, like, two different meals for some reason. Because I thought I'd have one of them as a side, but they ended up being two different meals. So I made these, I like to call them fake sausage tacos. <laughs> so I got some pitas, like I said last time, love pitas. Uh, and I got, um, 
I think I mentioned this last time. It's basically, you know, plant-based sausage that's not has no meat in it. Um, and then I got some tomatoes and onions, and I basically stir-fried those three things. And I put that in a taco, and then put sour cream in that, and that was amazing. Screw the potatoes. They were, they were, those were awful compared to this. That was amazing. Like, it was just such a good combination. Like, tomatoes, onions, sausage, plant-based sausage, stir-fried with butter, I think. I should have used olive oil, but I'm not. And just put that into a pita and then put some sour cream on it. That was fucking amazing. I gotta make that again. Seriously, one of the best... I think the best meal I've made so far in this in this month of vegetarianism. Uh, yeah, gotta make those again. Uh, in other news, uh, Mars Chick, this place called Mars Chick Fine Foods, it's like a 15 to 20 minute walk from here, is amazing. I got a, f a cheese from them yesterday that has blown my mind. It's called Fromage with Garlic and... That's it. That's the title. <laughs> they didn't. We have no idea what else it has in it. <laughs> it just cut off. Um, but it's like a cow's milk cheese, so it's actually like spreadable, like butter. It's so good. It's like, it's just a really creamy cheese with like an herb um, topping on it. Like it's just, it's just amazing. Like I don't know how to explain it. It just blew my mind. So what I did with that is I got a ciabatta, and I put that put the cheese, I spread the cheese on the ciabatta, like a slice of it, and then I dipped that in ranch, and that was fucking good. Oh my god, was that good. <laughs> that was so good. Um, yeah. So, I need to uh, try different cheeses more often, because cheese is fucking dope if you get really good stuff. And this Marshtech place is really good. I was a little bit put off by them the first time I went there because I saw their olive oil prices were like 30 to 50 bucks. <laughs> wow, you guys don't have an olive oil for like 10 bucks? Nope. <laughs> it's all top of the line stuff here for some reason. But they've got really good produce and uh, really good cheese. So I'll, I'll be stopping there again. Um, and that concludes this eating corner. In other news, the new home bar has been completed almost. I made some huge progress on it this past week because I was expecting a friend might be stopping over and so I was like, oh fuck, I better get it into good shape. So I started actually decorating it, you know, putting all the the bar stuff and the lighting up. Um, so I put like, you know, memorabilia from different like uh, trips like Vegas and, you know, New Orleans and you know, some posters and stuff, and put some lights on, and it is officially a fucking booze cave in there, dude. It is so fucking cool. Like, I got it really good. Um, especially at night, because then I have these, like, lights around the door, and they're just, like, super bright, and, like, I also have lights, like, between the second and third row of the actual, like, bottles. And it's just amazing. Like, I have everything that I've ever gotten from, like, a, a trip to, like, New Orleans or Vegas there. I've got, like, glasses on top of the mini fridge. I got the mini fridge. Um, there's beer in it. 
I've got like cards and like dice and all kinds of crap, but I still am stuck with just um, just bar stools for for the seating for the moment. But I'm gonna fix that. I actually just bought a Fat Boy beanbag today, um, and it's a beanbag company that I haven't really bought anything from, but I have sat on their beanbags at my old job at AMP in uh, LA. And those were really comfy beanbags. And I think this is a room that really needs like a kind of beanbag thing. Because it's such a, it's, the ceiling is so short. It's like, you can't really have like a big couch in there. You know, it doesn't really make sense. And there's stuff on the walls that's kind of like hanging down. So like, you don't want to be too high up, I guess. So I think lower seating like a beanbag is going to work well, well for this room. Um, I'm mostly going to try to get a like a really tiny couch or something. It's like a beanbag, a big beanbag, and a tiny couch. These fat boy beanbags are humongous. <laughs> um, so I can't wait until it arrives. I got a red one. And uh, if it's really, really cool, I might get another one for uh, my bedroom. But uh, seriously, the booze cave is fucking amazing. I even put a Bluetooth speaker in there. Um, and last night I was just jamming out with some Bob Marley playing, sipping a little bit of this, sipping a little bit of that. It's it's really coming together. I just need to get the seating right, and I think it's going to be fucking amazing. I think it's going to blow everyone's mind. I don't even want to put it on Instagram yet, because I want to show some people uh, it first um, and see what they think. Um, but it's really, really cool. It's just a really, like, vibe. I don't know. It's a good vibe. So, uh, with that, let us go into this week's gaming corner. So, I have beaten Resident Evil Code Veronica X. It is an old, old game from 2000, maybe, I think the original version came out in 1999? But then they remastered it for the PS2 in like 2001 or something. Amazing game. Uh, but I've really been trying to beat that game for like 15 years or something. <laughs> um, it's just a really hard game and it's kind of like not well made because if depending on what you do, you can get soft locked in certain parts and um, you can like miss out on a huge weapon. Like, you can miss out on the Magnum, the Grenade Launcher, the Crossbow. Like, you can miss out every single, like, main weapon if you just don't know what you're doing. And it's, like, your first or second or third playthrough. Because it basically locks off um, these places where you get these weapons. And, like, if you do something that advances the story and then that room isn't accessible anymore, well, tough fucking luck, basically. <laughs> um... But this run was really good. The only weapon I didn't get was the Magnum because I uh, didn't think to bring the empty extinguisher. Which, it's a fucking empty extinguisher. Why would I think to bring it with me? It's like, it literally says in my inventory, empty extinguisher. Why would I, like, bring it with me? <laughs> but apparently you need to so that you can grab the Magnum because you need because there's extinguishant later in the game that you can fill your extinguisher with. Like, what the fuck? Um, dude... That game is fucking amazing. That game is a trip, honestly. First of all, it's like the longest Resident Evil game I've ever fucking played. Like, I, I it's just like way longer than two, and two is two different stories, two different discs. 
Um, but it's also like a trip because it's like you play as two different characters and you will like go through the old rooms that you went through on the other character on the new character but things are different some rooms you can't get into some rooms instead of it being you know the normal room it's like uh something exploded and now there's a different path through that room or something like it's so fucking cool and what's cool about also at the very end they how do i explain this basically in re1 there's this mansion and I played it so many times that I know exactly what the mansion looks like, especially the entrance room. They basically like, like in the game, in Antarctica at the very end, they like have a a built like a house that the inside looks exactly like that entryway. Like like they remodeled it to look exactly like the mansion from RE One, um, and they even like somehow remodeled like a room that already existed in the first half of the game and they put it in antarctica like there's a room that exists in like whatever fucking city it starts in and then in u.s i'd assume (laughs) or no it's like some island or something i forget which island but basically there's a there's a castle or a mansion that exists in that island and there's a room in there that you go through and then there's actually the same room, the same exact room is now in Antarctica, in the Antarctic base. Like, it's just such a trick to, like, see those, like... But, like, what? We're in Antarctica! How is this room here? Also, like... Um, it's just a really good game. Um, obviously, some mistakes made, but overall, it's amazing. Um, it took me, like, seven tries to beat the final boss, because uh, if you don't have the Magnum, apparently, you're, like, almost screwed. I got really lucky, uh, I think, because I had, like, a grenade launcher, an automatic pistol, and a Glock, and so I switched between the grenade launcher and the automatic pistol, um, and I just, I just somehow beat that bitch, (laughs) and I won, and I did not think it was gonna happen yesterday, uh, because it was, like, 10.30, and I was like, oh my god, this is my seventh try, please, 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 (laughs) um, yeah, so, finally beat it. Long game, amazing game. In other news, uh, gaming news, I bought uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which actually came out before Code Veronica, um, but after RE2. And I've never played it, but it's it's the only classic RE game that I've never played, um, and I can't fucking wait. It arrived like a couple days ago, um, so I'm going to be getting into that soon. And I still have to finish RE4, <laughs> which came out after Code Veronica. Uh, so I've got some RE to play, which is perfect because October is coming. Um, yeah, and that's it for this gaming corner, man. Um, and uh, I guess the last thing I want to say is the vegetarianism journey. It's going pretty swell. Um, it's been a little bit weird because like, sometimes I'll be like, uh, I'm going to eat from a restaurant and i'll be like oh i want this oh wait that has meat i can't have that <laughs> um like for example i was like oh i want a reuben you know um and i was like oh no that's corned beef that's that's meat i can't have that so every once in a while when i actually want to eat from a restaurant i have to be like oh yeah i can only eat the vegetarian things this kind of sucks like bella italia i could have killed for that meatball sub but not this month. Overall, it's going pretty smooth. Um, I don't really feel any different, you know? I just feel 
like I'm I'm still I'm still eating things that I really like that are really tasty. You know, I don't feel any different. I don't feel sick or anything. I'm just moving, moving on. So that is it for this weekend, this week, and no, that is it for this week's episode. And I hope you guys are having an amazing August. And this week's, uh, this week's advice is to uh, deck out your your apartment. And uh, if you haven't decorated in a while, you should redecorate it because it's a hell of a vibe. It's a hell of an awesome feeling to uh, completely redecorate or just decorate something from the ground up. Um, so I recommend you do that. That is this week's advice. And I hope you guys enjoy the outro music. And that is it for this one. I will see you in episode 2-0. Later. Sing it now. Get up off of that thing. And dance to you feel better. Get up off of that thing. Try to release that pressure. Get up off of that thing. 